We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Yes, yes, relationships and life can be complicated. But there are certain teachers, teachings, and philosophies that can give us a higher perspective and help us cultivate greater clarity if we really want it, which is why I love doing this show, to discover for myself and to present to you interesting, different, and more empowered possibilities. Something I know to be true is that we all manifest exactly what we believe we deserve not on the surface conscious level, but by virtue of the material content and beliefs that reside in the recesses of the subconscious mind. The highest, deepest, and truest truth that you are wise, wonderful, and profoundly worthy. But we live on a planet where we are inundated and barraged by outer influences that attempt to convince us of what to think, how to feel, and what to believe. If we bind to this reality, which most of us do, we are living a limited existence from the outside in. This is not only unsatisfying and sometimes confusing, it can also be disempowering and very painful. What I found to be much more enjoyable and fulfilling is to journey to center and rather than live from the outside in, live from the inside out. So how do we take this journey and get in touch with our own profound inner wisdom? How can we tap into our innate power and claim our immense value? Well, today we have a teacher with us who has taken that journey himself, knows the terrain very well, and has written a guide about how we can access our wisdom and authentic power. We are spending time with Daniel Recknitzer. 14 years ago, Daniel made a life-changing discovery. He discovered that his mind, in a complete space of stillness, had a remarkable ability It became like an antenna, able to draw on outside information. He found he could access answers to all kinds of questions, from the root causes of illness to the thoughts behind relationship failures to the subconscious beliefs that create financial struggles. Daniel tapped into a gift that he says we all have, an all-knowing brain. Daniel is the author of The All-Knowing Diary, The Truths You Were Never Told, How to Harness All-Knowing to Make the Right Decision Every Time. His intention is to introduce whoever is open to it and ready for it to whole brain intelligence. So, Daniel, thank you so much for being here with us today on Empower Radio. Oh, Tammy, it's my pleasure. I, for one, am very excited to learn more about whole brain intelligence. So let's just start with that. How would you describe it? Wow, you know, it's such a beautiful topic and it's so expansive. Well, you know, Tammy, there's been such a, I guess, a preoccupation with what does my right hemisphere of my brain do and what does my left hemisphere of my brain do and and the notion that we're all only using, you know, between 5 to 10% of our brain. Mm-hmm. Well, you know becomes really interesting. There's this beautiful pattern in life where, you know, there's this balance of two becoming one. Well, what whole brain intelligence is, is what happens is when two of those hemispheres actually become in sync. So when our right hemisphere and our left hemisphere actually unite together to work in harmony, that's when we begin to use our whole brain. And that's what whole brain intelligence really describes, that there's something miraculous that takes place. So let's, let's delve into there shortly. 
Yes, I'm, I'm so excited about really getting in, into this. And, and I think uh, I, I understand what you're saying. We talk about left brain, right brain, head, heart, conscious, subconscious, super conscious. How do we blend these uh, realities and, and levels of knowing into a congruent, cohesive um, way of being? And that is absolutely my intention. So I was really relating to your book, The All-Knowing Diary. And right out of the gate, you have me completely hooked with your story about source or original light or consciousness. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, yeah, you know, again, you know, this is just, you know, this is my favorite topic. So I'd love to, you know, we, we often perceive ourselves, we look at the human body and we look at ourselves and we say, uh, that we have a physical body and we have consciousness residing within us. And, you know, many times through the mind's eye, we, we actually see the opposite of, of the truth. So what's actually happening is this consciousness, consciousness that we see within ourselves, we're actually existing within it. We think it's just within us, but the truth is we're within it. So all around us, surrounding us, is this immense field of self-aware energy, of pure intelligence. And it's something that Einstein to light saying everything's energy but it's more than energy it's self-aware intelligence so this field of consciousness that gets referred to as source energy or source consciousness is really what so many religions and and faiths have been referring to as this omniscient omnipresent god it's it's an intelligence that we're all created from and it's an intelligence that we all can draw on and that's where things really get interesting Yes, it really, really does. And uh, it's just, it's exciting. It's exciting. And uh, another thing that I I like, um, you know, you talk, well, the Bible says we're born with veils over our eyes. And you talk about how we have to slow our vibration down so much to even enter into this physical world reality, which can be, it's very dense. You talk about how dense it is and so confusing and it can be very clumsy and frustrating. And I, when I was meditating, I kind of got that same message. So to read that and that you got that, it was just so affirming about what is really going on here. Well, Tammy, it's, you know, I've, I've had this direct experience and I haven't really shared this with many people, but I've actually had the experience of feeling and knowing what it's like to be our true self. Now, let me describe that experience. So currently we see ourselves as this physical being, and you've described that um, as a very, very dense experience, very, very physical. When we actually go into what our real, our true self is, my experience of it is actually the exact opposite. It was that it was like feeling like a piece of smoke with mm-hmm. awareness. So we, we are operating in this incredible a spectrum of experiences going from what our original form is, which is pure intelligent thought energy, which then decided to experience itself as something opposite, as something denser into a physical state. So, yeah, we're covering all this incredible dimension and and spectrum of, of, of energy, matter, and density. And why do you think... We said we would do this. I talk to clients a lot and listeners a lot. They're like, this is kind of like hell. And I'm like, but it can also be heaven. So what do you think the Uh, purpose was? What is the purpose of this experiment or experience or life? I want to hear from your perspective. 
Sure, sure. Look, I firstly want to say this this is definitely heaven. You know, we live in the most <laughs> magical, magical world. You know, human, the human ego has definitely turned aspects of it into hell, but it's, it's anything but. So, yeah, look, from my experience, what I've been shown in asking the question, what is the purpose? If you go back to one of the original thoughts being, well, if all I am is light, uh, who else am I? Who else can I be? I'm craving and yearning to see myself as larger. You can imagine this universe being this big ball of intelligent mind energy going, what else is out there? And over billions and trillions of years, it starts seeing itself as different colors. It starts seeing itself as different textures, as planets, as galaxies. galaxies. And eventually it decides, well, I want to now experience myself as a walking, talking creation, creation machine, physical density. Mm-hmm. And in, a, in another vehicle to experience all of my aspects, and to really experience how else I can see myself and to grow uh, in different ways and create even further further uh, balance and harmony. Mm. Love those words, balance and harmony. Those were quite elusive early in my life, and that is an intention of mine almost every day. And that can bring um, a, a greater experience of heaven to earth because I do think it can be hell and it can be heaven. But once we understand our power, at least just open our mind to the possibility on a conscious level that this is the case. I think it cracks the door open to starting to access um, a lot more joy and, 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 and understanding ourselves on a much higher level. And that's what I love about your book. If somebody's listening right now and they're like, what are they talking about? I'd like more joy. I think the all-knowing diary can really support you and take you on this journey to really being able to access it more fully within yourself. So, Daniel, I want to know how this book came into being. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a long story and a great story. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, it's really the culmination of my whole life. Like I had, there wasn't really one defining moment, you know, kind of waking up and becoming aware. There were so many different experiences, uh, many of them, like you said, you know, spent in, you know, in, in the space of hell and the space of frustration and the space of struggle uh, to eventually start trusting myself to start trusting that inner guidance. And as I learned to trust that and harness it and act on what it was saying, that intensified. It became at the ready, uh, that wisdom and that knowledge that is within all of us became uh, another aspect of my awareness. So I could tap into that and ask questions and the answers would be there. And then, you know, a year or so ago, that guidance uh, said, all right, it's time to bring what you've been teaching people the last five years it's time to bring that into a book. So get your pen and paper out. I'm going to dictate all this to you. Start writing. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you listened and, and took the action steps. <laughs> I like something science of mind says, treat, move your feet, do the inner work, take the action steps. So you're a lovely um, example of that. Well, you know, the, the, the not listening and, <laughs> and the not t- taking the action steps, that really wasn't working for me. I, I, it was that kind of George Costanza moment where you where you realize that every one of your instincts is leading you up the garden path, that you better you know, stop and pay attention to those true instincts, that true intuition, as opposed to uh, what the ego is having you crave and strive to. Oh, yes. I'm so looking forward to getting into that subject with you. But first, I'm going to read a quote that you have on 133 that I just I have, I have it highlighted. I love it. 
Humanity is on the brink of expansion. We all have to choose between what others are telling us what we want versus that which our heart is telling us we need. And to me, that again, kind of boils down to, you know, are we working from the outside in and playing to the audience? Are we working from the inside out, aligned with our heart, aligned with our soul, aligned with our intuition? And to me, one is heaven and one is hell. (laughs) Yeah, well put. Exactly. When you're responding to the thoughts in your head about who you think you are, you very rapidly find yourself in hell. But when you actually can disassociate from that identity of who we were told we were and who we got to believe ourselves we are, and you start listening to the opposite of that, which is what we call your soul or your, your, your inner self or your true self. When you listen to that, that's when truth will prevail, when you actually start seeing an accurate depiction of who you truly are. And that's yes. where heaven starts playing a role. I love that. You know, the Course in Miracles says the rules of this world are 180 degrees from the rules of the universe. And that's the same thing I'm reading in your book. That's the same thing I'm hearing you say. And I... I find it so fascinating, and I like how you get into the role of the ego, because we buy into ego, if we buy into who others say we are, if we buy into our sense of separation and really fight to preserve that, that again to me is hell. So can you tell me what your thoughts are about the ego and the role of ego in this experience? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's another expansive topic. In, in, I'll try and put it into a bit of a nutshell. If you can imagine yourself as a little child and you're having experience after experience, we're seeking an identity. We're looking for who we are in this world. And we're looking outside of ourselves. We're looking at our parents. We're looking at brothers and sisters in the media. And every experience we're having, we're deciding something. It could be something empowering, like I'm love. But most of the time, unfortunately, more often than not, it's more, to the, more along the lines of I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm a disappointment, I'm rejected, all these versions and permutations of I'm not good enough. Now, what happens from that moment? There's this kind of dual energy was inside all of us. And that is like a separate consciousness that mirrors the opposite of what's true. So the more limiting beliefs we carry since we're a child, the more this snowball effect of this alter consciousness grows, it becomes stronger and stronger. Now, because many of us are disconnected from our true self when we're a child, We don't have truth at our ready. So all we're left to believe is what that ego or what those beliefs are. So we start growing and developing, thinking I'm not enough, uh, I'm not important, nobody listens to what I'm saying, and that becomes what we call the ego. It's like almost like a separate brain. And when we move into spaces of self-doubt and when it's time to grow and see ourselves as more, this ego comes out and starts telling us who we're not, how we're going to fail, and how we're destined to struggle. So yeah, the, the ego's job is if, if you can see the two realities playing, the ego's role is to say, hey, this is what's not true. Let's start moving towards what is true. And that doesn't, I mean, for me, that didn't happen until things got really bad and just, I was absolutely brought to my knees. My ego, ego was shattered and it was like, either have to kill myself and then you take your stuff with you or I have to turn around instead of run for myself and prove to others that I'm important. I have to come back to myself and, 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 and figure this out and take responsibility for this. And the ego hates that. It it does. It does because it likes to blame everyone else. It's it's an out. So true. Yeah. And 
important to note, though, that um, that any area of life where you're lacking fulfillment, it could be your body, it could be a relationship, it could be financial, that is where the presence of the ego is creating the most havoc. If you're wondering where your ego exists or how much ego is playing out in your life, just have a little reflection for a moment and go, where am I lacking fulfillment? So wherever those areas are, that's where you're listening to the ego above and beyond your soul. That is so profound, Daniel. You did. You put it in a nutshell. That's, that's, that's fantastic. If you're lacking fulfillment in, in any area of your life, you're in ego. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'm really going to have to sit with that. That's, I love that. Very, very, very powerful message. Wow. Okay. Here's another area that I really am excited to explore with you. Um, I know a lot of people have challenges in their relationships. People push our buttons. If somebody's pushing our buttons, we're probably an ego, which is what I hear you saying. What are the opportunities? What you say that our pain is is a beautiful gift and it allows the past to resurface and that our reactions are actually blessings in disguise. Yeah. So how do we work with that upset? How do we, wow. what do we do with this? I'm glad you've gone here. It's, it's, um, it's such an important topic. Yeah, we, you know, we have so many reactions. Like you said, Tammy, people push our buttons, um, you know, and often nobody more than the ones closest to us. And, and what that is, is it's just the past experiences. It's just things that happened to us in the past that weren't exactly that we are relating to in, in not the truth. And we're reacting to it now and we're relating to them as if that's what's really going on. Now, where we need to go is every reaction is simply saying, hey, you're still carrying a belief that is not the truth and you're relating to it as if it is the truth. Mm-hmm. And so the body is trying to say, hey, we've got to let that go. That's ruining your life. So it is this amazing blessing, although it really doesn't feel like it in the present moment, but it is this blessing. If we can heighten our awareness, which is what the book teaches us how to do, we put our awareness onto our ego and go, ego, what are you saying? In this space of reaction, what are you trying to say? And the ego will tell you because it likes to be heard. And the ego might say something like, I think it's about time you separated from your wife. <laughs> you know, it says these kinds of crazy things. And it says it in a way, Tammy, that will have you convinced that it's the absolute truth, even though it's the most insane notion there is. Right. And, and, I love that. You know, and and the, you've got to have the awareness instantly. The ego is the opposite, right? It parallels yes. the opposite. Yes. So you've got to already know that, okay, any thought about separating from my wife Let's not pay any attention to it. That's the first step. And, and then as you learn to heighten your, your perception, your intuition even more, you can then go back into that space and go, all right, if that's not the truth because it came from my ego, then what is the truth? And then you're instantly shown this beautiful, simple, elegant message that completely dissolves the ego, that stops that reaction from happening again, and that puts you right back in path even closer with your, your partner than ever before. Mm. This is, yeah, this is really good material. Fantastic, Daniel. Yeah, you know, I heard a long time ago, you're never upset for the reason you think you are. And I found that confusing, but I get it 
now. So now when I'm in upset, I ask, I ask what is really going on? What is this bringing up for me? And it usually goes back to an earlier time in my life when I experienced some sort of pain or betrayal or disillusionment. And then uh, I'll say, well, what's my soul trying to learn from this? And that's when those elegant statements can show up that really I've had epiphanies that kind of blow me away, that, that transform me in a second. And um, it's interesting that we all have this ability and, and most of us aren't taught that we do. And I love that you're helping people understand that you have this ability. You can, you can live your life navigating from ego or you can listen to your soul. We, we all have that capacity. Yeah, we can navigate from truth, which is, a, you know, I, had, I did a workshop in uh, San Francisco the last couple of weeks and someone asked this really interesting question. She put up her hand and, and she said, you know, but what about fear, fight and flight, you know? Surely that is showing us a better way, you know, and, and she was gestur- gesturing that I want to stick to that. And she asked, you know, what do you have to say about that? And I said to her very simply, I said, look, you have two ways in which to navigate your life through fear or through truth. Yeah. Now, as you learn to evolve and tap into more truth, you raise your awareness and consciousness beyond the fight and flight. So you're no longer a victim to reaction. You become responsive to what's true. And if, if we've got a t- time, Tammy, I'd love to share a little story. Do we have a minute on that or we have to... Yes, we're going to go to break in about six minutes. So we have time for a, a good story. <laughs> okay, Very great. Cool. It, great. All right. It's a little short story. And, and it was such a profound experience. I, you know, we, we're fortunate enough to live near the beach uh, in Australia and Queensland and I always go out to do my swimming. And this time, my, my true self, my soul, high self said, all right, we're going to swim to the left. I normally swim off to the right side of the beach. I said, okay, that's interesting. So I went with the guidance and I went to the left. And, you know, I was swimming, swimming. 25 meters later, all of a sudden, I was stuck. I was swimming and swimming and not moving anywhere. And if, for those of you who have ever been caught in a rip, that's what was happening. I got stuck in a rip. And all of a sudden, knowing I was stuck in a rip, I got overwhelmed with fear and panic. And the panic was saying, you're about to die. So just deal with that. <laughs> just, just accept that you're about to die. And then I had this, this, you know, my true self coming in and this simultaneously going, just lie on your back, at the breath, you're fine. And, so, and now there was this argument of what's the point of lying on my back, I'm going to die, let's just get it over and done with. You know, the rational and the irrational coming, coming hand in hand. Eventually, after lying on my back and following the guidance and, and I was told to swim, swim off to the side, I was out of the rip, came back and sat in my nice little space and that whole brain space, and I said, what was the point of that? And the message was so profound. It was within our whole ego, there lies these pillars, these pillars of our, our identity. Uh, which, which are creating this fight and flight, these reactions. And the message from my self was, I brought you there. You were perfectly safe. That was a controlled environment. Now, you reacted as if you were going to die, but I took you there and you were safe. So the more you reveal the truth behind these identities, these pillars of identity, the more we grow beyond all these reactions. And we can be taken to places we wouldn't even dare to imagine were possible. 
Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful story. And I, I can totally relate to this. There was a situation where I was feeling very unsafe and very afraid. And when I prayed and meditated about it, I, I heard this voice. Do you trust me? Do you trust love? And I said, yes. <laughs> is, is that a question mark on the end? Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How much do you trust me? I was like, maybe 75%. <laughs> what I got back was, I want 100. Which yeah. just essentially meant to me, relax, knowing that I am completely safe. I'm completely loved. I'm completely adored. And uh, there's no reason to be afraid. And so I'm going through a very similar situation. I feel like I'm on a merry-go-round and it's coming back around this time. And I have no fear. So I don't know how things are going to play out, but I feel peaceful. I feel connected. And I'm like, what a great gift that experience was. Even though it was painful and scary, I don't have any fear now. And so... um, I love that. You were always safe. We've always been safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and you are safe. You know, when you're connected, you are very safe. And, you know, something we talk about, you, we live a lot longer on this planet when we're listening. One of the primary roles of the mm. true self, the higher self, is to keep us alive. And, and, you know, to keep us healthy from illness and disease, to keep us, uh, you know, aging in a way that's uh, that's nurturing rather than premature. So yeah, we're we're always put in a place where it's safe when you're connected. You're always safe. That's fascinating. Right. I, I I really hear this and I love it. And it's like I'm getting things on a completely different level having this conversation with you because I, I get that the ego is fear based and more of the mind and it's hardwired wired for survival and it's fear-based our soul is more love-based and and it's um safety and sweetness and support and if we can trust our soul more than our ego we're going to have a lot less stress we're going to feel a lot better and we're going to have heaven on earth rather than the challenges struggles and hell on earth exactly hell has just come from the ego and for those who are listening and not really quite getting the ego the ego is just the opposite of what's true. So the ego sends us into doing things like pouring concrete all over nature, mowing down all the trees that give out give us oxygen, tampering with all the food, and tampering with truth as well. Whereas the soul is like, hang on, that's not sustainable. That's not that's not fit for survival. You know, that's not going to grow you. So the right. soul is always going to lead us to the greenest pastures that's great for the greatest fulfillment. The ego is going to undo all of that. Yes, I love this. So I'm excited about continuing this conversation with you, Daniel. I'm getting goosebumps and and you're opening my mind to even greater possibilities and potential. And so when we come back, Daniel's going to share with us how we can tap into the power and potential to cure illness, create happy relationships, and actually manifest the career you want. So when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Daniel and his book, The All-Knowing Diary. So hang on for Daniel Recknitzer. Be right back. Hey, parents, do kids think you're out of touch because of the way you dress? Yes. Well, say hello to Instant Style with Fashion On. Just spray Fashion On on whatever you're wearing and look cool in an instant. Turn orthopedic shoes into vintage high tops, pleated khakis into skinny jeans, even clip-on ties become fly gold chains. Just spray, let it dry, and presto. What about my fanny pack? 
You mean your hip MP3 player? Wow. What about my bifocals? You mean your hot pink shutter shades? Hey, I can't see. But your kids can see you, and trust me, they see fashion. Thanks, Fashion On. Fashion On is not available in stores because it doesn't exist. But that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Let's say you're a mom and you want to put on the perfect birthday party for your twin daughters. So you get a clown and he dazzles everyone. And you order a cake and have the bakery put something nice on it. Happy birthday, girls. And you hire a pony to give everyone rides. (laughs) And it all goes perfectly. Best party ever, mom. And you're the perfect mom. But even if it doesn't go that way and your clown doesn't dazzle... And the bakery doesn't spell out the right message. Happy birthday, Gil. And the pony doesn't give everyone rides. It can still be the perfect birthday party because kids don't always see things the way you see them. Best party ever, Mom! You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of siblings in foster care who'll take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland, spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? 1 in 800,000. And the odds of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism? 1 in 150. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at autismspeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You're listening to Empower Radio. Now back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Belashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends. Thank you for hanging out with me here today on Journey to Center. We are hanging out with Daniel Recknitzer, and we are having a fabulous conversation about consciousness and claiming our power, which is my favorite subject. So I hope you're enjoying it as well. So Daniel, you say we all have this power and potential to tap into um, whole brain intelligence, which can help us cure illness, create happy relationships, have the career we want. So I'm really excited about talking to you um, about how we can actually do this. Mm. Mm, Just a small question. Yeah, it's just a baby question that took me you about 12, 12 years to <laughs> Take 30 out. seconds, answer it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say a, a two words, self-belief. Oh. Self-belief is the key. Mm. I can go a bit deeper than that if you'd like. Yeah, let's keep going. I want to hear All more. Right. <laughs> All right, great. Well, you know, we've got to look, if we just go the opposite direction for a second and say, well, why haven't we been tapping into it? If, if this all-knowing or this whole brain intelligence, if 
if it's even possible to access 100% of our brain, why haven't we? Allow me to take a minute to just answer that. It's really quite simple. The human body, everything about us has been designed to encourage what's true, to encourage self-belief, to encourage self-love. So the human body thrives under conditions of self-belief and deteriorates under conditions of self-doubt. Now, the brain is no different being part of the human body. Now, our brain, being those two hemispheres, will both of them become one under conditions of self-belief and disconnect under conditions of self-doubt. Now, tell me how many of us have been brought up with self-belief in all areas of life? Mm, probably not many. Not many, indeed, which is why it's such a rare ability for people to access this genius. And this is why we've seen it with Mozart and Da Vinci, and we even see it with uh, many modern-day people today, and we see it with athletes. And you get to see uh, that these guys who have self-belief are, or women have absolute uh, amazing success in one area of life, but they lack it in many others. Mm-hmm. So the power of self-belief is extraordinary. But what's available for all of us is if we can start nurturing self-belief as the book goes into, and we have that in all areas of life, we begin to access genius to make decisions in all areas of life. and and. The genius that is available, Tammy, is just sublime. And it's very difficult to put words to because it's the same ingenious that went, it, that went into us. So if you ever looked at the human body, you went, wow, this is amazing. Who thought of that? <laughs> we have eyes, we have ears, you know, we've got fingerprints so we don't drop things. You know, that intelligence that's in us, that's natural to us, is naturally available to us to draw on to make our daily yes. decisions. Yes. I love it. Here, here's another great quote from your book. You have so many little nuggets of profound wisdom, and uh, I just love it. So many Facebook update quotes here available for me. <laughs> the truth is that perfect. direction or intuition comes from within. True self-belief fosters strength, courage, and mastery over one's life. Purpose comes from within, not sourced from another. That's right. We are all self-sufficient beings. We are coming from an intelligence system that is of the most profound genius. And we don't need expertise, opinions from other people. That really just serves to steer us wrong most of the time. When we learn to trust ourselves, we learn to believe in ourselves, that genius flourishes because that connects both hemispheres of the brain. If you can imagine, everything in this universe, everything that we are physically, is trying to encourage self-belief. Yes. Trying to say who you are, you can depend on yourself. So, Tammy, you asked me, what are the key steps to accessing whole brain? Yes. Well, it really comes down to trusting yourself and stop thinking everyone knows better than you do. Mm -hmm. That erodes that connection to your true self. Right. Trust the wisdom within. Yes. You know, and I don't know, I stumbled on this myself, and I'm really excited to hear more about your, your actual process. I was um, confused about something in my life, and I lit a candle, sat down with the intention for clarity, and I think intentions are really important. And I do believe the wisdom is within. I do believe the kingdom of heaven is within. I do believe source resides in the very center of ourselves and beats our hearts and takes care of this amazing vehicle. So I lit the candle, and I got quiet. And I would call it meditation. But then once I found my mind would still, I would ask the question I wanted the answer to. 
And, you know, I've never had the experience where it's, I don't know. It's like there's, and it's usually one sentence it's or one word. And it's usually something so comprehensive and so profound and so accurate that I know it didn't come from my conscious mind. It's revelatory and sometimes stops me in my track. It's not what I want to hear always, <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. it's always wise. It's accurate. It's never yeah. led me astray. If I just remember to get quiet and listen. Well, you know, I have got so many, you know, things I'd like to say. That was just so beautiful, and, and it's something that we all, you know, this is what we teach, and this is what we live, and that's exactly my very experience, is that when you ask the question, because people often ask me, and they say, how do I know whether right. it's my mind talking to me or whether it's my soul talking to me? Yes. And, you know, the way you just described that is exactly the way I answer it. It's like when your soul speaks, it's so profound, yet so simple, and leaves you so fulfilled and content. You're not yearning anything more after that. Whereas when the mind speaks to you, you're still going, yeah, but nah, that's not going to work for me. You know, you're left in this, well, where to from now? It, it's, we're dealing with an intelligence that is, is difficult to imagine, but it's an all-knowing intelligence that's not, not resigned to the, the you know, past or present. It's past, present, and future. And beyond that, so yeah, when you start experiencing that, the uh, well, that's our that's our intelligence. That's what we have available to us. And you know, I really get the impression, Daniel, that that intelligence wants <laughs> to be friends with us. It wants to guide us and love us and support us and dance with us and through us and 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 play. It's like it's just waiting for us to extend the invitation and to get quiet and and listen to the still small voice within. Is that is that your belief as well? Yeah, look, it wants us to see ourselves as it. Mm. It wants us to no longer relate to ourselves as small, as inadequate, as unlovable. It wants us to relate to ourselves as the sum total of intelligence in the universe wrapped up into this perfect package called a human being. I love that. I just had this image of uh, being an asteroid floating around the universe. We're not asteroids. We're not even planets. We're stars. That that light is within. We we are it. Yes, and and that's it. The more you get to see, you know, this is you mentioned before about our reactions being a gift. Well, the more we have awareness over that, and the more we see the truth in each moment, the more we see ourselves as that intelligence, as that soul, because you know this body, you know. It's theirs. It's their body. And they're saying, hey, I'll show you the ride of your life if you just move over into the passenger seat. Stop complaining. (laughs) I've seen that image, Daniel. Get out of the driver's seat. Let go of the steering wheel. Let me, you know, it's like, and it's been so wonderful. I've surrendered. I've let this universe take over. And I feel like I get to be a passenger and enjoy the scenery so much less stressful, so much more you're no, fun. You're no longer being a backseat driver, are you, Tammy? No, I'm really so, not. I'm yeah, being carried right. on a wave instead of battling to go up the stream. Exactly, and that's everyone's evolution. So it doesn't matter whether you're a Jew, a Muslim, a Christian, or a Buddhist or anything. Everyone's journey right now is learning to see the truth about who they really are. And when you do stop that resisting, and when you do just even just a little bit allow in that there is this uh, inner guidance that's going to show you an amazing life, well, then it becomes more part of your waking intelligence. So it's no longer something that just comes to you when you meditate. 
but it's actually just there all the time. And that's where we're moving as human beings. I like where we're moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you say something else that I thought was interesting, and I love the different ways you state things, very similar yet different than, than what I've come upon in my own learnings. Uh, the ego-free zone is where all-knowing can be accessed. Yeah, when we have, we're to, in an ego, we have to surrender that ego. Yeah, when we're in an ego zone, when we've been activated, when we're in fear, when we're feeling inadequate or embarrassed or, anger, or angry, you know, it, it's really one or the other. You're either going to be drawing on intelligence from your ego, I can call it intelligence, or you're going to be drawing on the intelligence from your soul. This is why there's an exercise in the book that teaches people how to clear away the energy of the ego so you can access that soul space, that all-knowing space. They don't go hand in hand. They're opposite. Yeah, I like that. I think that's it, it's helpful. Those exercises, your your words, your wisdom, it's all very, very helpful. And it can kind of, if somebody's confused, they're listening right now, and that's like, I don't quite get it. It's like if you read the book, it kind of carries you on a wave that supports you in, in being part of this this current and it's um exciting it's powerful and it is a way of accessing i think greater joy greater purpose greater prosperity so daniel i would like to know from your perspective how can each of us find our purpose we all have i believe we all have a purpose in life so many of us are working at jobs that we hate and living in survival and fear that they don't you know a lot of people think they don't have time that to search for a purpose, or maybe they don't even really have one, but you believe we all do, don't you? Well, we do. From what I've, what I've been shown is that everyone is perfectly created to bring through a particular aspect of genius. <laughs> I need to write that down. That is good. <laughs> so, so some of us are there to bring through the genius of healing the human body. Some of us are there to bring through the genius of music and voice and, and harmony. Every single one of us has a particular aspect of genius to bring through. Now, when we try and look at our purpose through the filter of our belief systems, we're really coming from what we think we need, what we think is missing, uh, and we're pretty much compensating from who we think we're not. So where the really, if you're wanting to access your true purpose, the fastest way that I've seen is by first getting in touch with your true self. I mean, it's their purpose. They embody that purpose and they're there right. here to funnel that through you. That's what all your life lessons are about, to chisel you towards your life purpose. So, yes, read the book. Go through the process there. Get connected to your true self and start asking those questions. How do I get to see what my true purpose is? Am I ready to see it? What does it take for me to even allow it in. Because, you know, Tammy, we have people ask us, what is my purpose? And for many people, there's so many filters and blocks and parameters and preferences and attachments in the way that there's a little bit of work to go before they can let it in. Yes. I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. And, and a perfect example of that was um, I was introduced to my beautiful current wife, who is my wife now, and through my higher self, and I had to kick and scream for a year because, <laughs> because what my ego wanted and what she was were, were not the same. I had beliefs that I could only allow in somebody was, who was going to hurt me, you know, uh, some, someone who was going to really mirror 
what uh, the other women in my life had mirrored. And she comes along being this beautiful, supportive being that's just this endless reservoir of support and belief in me. I was not about to let that in. Your ego didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> the only thing it knew was like, <laughs> Does stay not away compute. from me. <laughs> stay away, you know. What do you think this is? Yeah, I don't deserve you. I say the same thing. I met this man that was unconditionally loving and adorable, and I, I'd done a lot of work so that I could handle it. But I thought if I would have met him any sooner, I would have blown a fuse and sabotaged it or just not let him in. So thank goodness for our soul. <laughs> That's how we manifest true love. <laughs> they, don't, they don't usually take no for an answer. Oh, yeah. That's true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this is just really, this is so much fun. I think I could talk to you for about three more weeks. And um, I know that you talk about the profound gift of stillness. And that's where we can really start to hear the soul. How can we um, cultivate that stillness? How can we um, say yes to hear our soul more effectively? Well, I, I'm going to give a little bit away and not too much away all at the same time because for those who are <laughs> going to read the book, I don't want to take you know the end of the story away from them. So what I will say, we have, you know, there's been this huge misunderstanding. We have been relating to ourselves as only human. You know, Tammy, people always say we're only human. Yes. Um, we have been relating to ourselves in that way for far too long. And in truth, we are this extraordinary, uh, extraordinary being with extraordinary abilities. And I'll give a little bit of a clue. Our hands hold the key. Now, there's an exercise in the book that has you use your hands that within about 10 to 15 seconds would actually give you the equivalent of an hour and a half meditation. Mm. Not a massage. <laughs> it's not anything else like that. But there's an ability we have through the use of our hands that can create instant stillness in the mind. And that's where the all-knowing diary takes you. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't done that exercise yet. Now I'm all Correct. compelled. Do yeah. you know what page that's on? <laughs> that's in the secret pages. You'll get there. You'll get there. Secret the pages. The okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I just, I just love this. Anything that can support me in lining up more with my soul, I'm, I'm all in. So you think that you know we're really hardwired. We could actually live much longer, healthier lives. And so I'm, I'm interested in your, your belief about the aging process and uh, the possibility of a fountain of youth. Wow, great. Yeah. Well, you uh -huh. know, we, we do a lot of work with people who have illness. We do a lot of work with people who obviously are aging probably a little faster than they would like. And if you, we need to understand, let's go back to the basics. If you want to lift your hand, I mean, if you want to raise your hand, if you want to do anything with your physical body, how do you do it? I think about it. Exactly. And I just you do think it. About it. <laughs> yeah. it, just, it just happens because you held the thought. So the human body, we need to understand the, the foundation. The human body is thought reactive. We want to move something. We want to do something. We think about it. Now, aging, illness, disease, all these things are also being created by thought. Now, many of us know that if we have a stressful thought, we're angry at ourselves, we feel that we've done something wrong or we're stressed about public speaking, it, or even sexual thoughts, we know the symptoms in the body occur immediately, right? We might get sweaty palms, yes. we might get a headache, yes. or even a sore stomach, stomach ache. Well, what many people have missed is that the human body 
doesn't just respond to those short-term thoughts. The human body is continuously responding and reflecting the thoughts that we held since we were in the womb, the thoughts that we haven't looked at, the thoughts that are stuck in our subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And the body is dealing with those on an ongoing basis. That's fascinating. And I know what you say is absolutely true. I think we bring things in with us. We have consciousness before we manifest in our bodies. And um, a friend, a friend, a teacher told me that it's sort of like whatever was not cleared off your karmic plate in your past life is handed to you in this one. It's not your parents' fault. It's not anybody's fault. It, it's a perpetuation of our own um, action reaction. And so there's a lot of material in the subconscious mind. And as a hypnotherapist, I work with people to clear that material. And um, I think it's important to have a relationship of great reverence with it and great respect, uh, but also have the intention to make friends and um, line up with it. And, and uh, so we can become more congruent body, mind, and spirit. Well, the, the, you know, the body is a vessel of truth, Tammy, right? So mm, Love that. Con- Another great nugget. <laughs> <laughs> and, the body you know, is a vessel you, of truth. Absolutely. And if you can imagine, if we swallow a thought that is not the truth, mm-hmm. we've digested that and we're carrying that around with us. It's just like food poisoning. If we swallow or ingest something that's toxic for the body, the body says, ooh, this is incongruent, this is poisonous to me, I'm going to vomit that up, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it does with food. Well, the body does the same thing with thoughts. If you've swallowed a toxic thought and you've become attached to it, so much so that you actually think it's the truth, the body says, hey, this isn't going to work for me. This is going to age me, this is going to cause illness, this is going to yes. stop this experience from happening in life, and ultimately this is going to kill you sooner than you'd like. I'm going to show that up. I'm going to show that up as, as a migraine, I'm going to show that up as a cancer. I'm going to show that up as infertility. I'm going to show this up in whatever way reflects the thought that you you are attached to. Yes, and I love in your book, you know, Louise Hay has a book where she goes through different symptoms and, and you have some different symptoms from, you know, cancer, the common cold, multiple sclerosis, diabetes, migraines. It, it's uh, very, very interesting. And, and everything you write about really uh, deeply resonates as as true to me. So I, I think this is fascinating. If people are interested in why they might be struggling with some of their health challenges, I think this book can help put some things into perspective for you. So Daniel, say somebody is listening and they're struggling with anything from maybe a bunion to maybe some issues with their teeth or maybe even cancer. How can they get to the information of why this might be occurring in their lives? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of ways forward. It just depends on how ready people are. I think uh, for those who are just wanting to dip their toe in the water, well, the all-knowing diet is definitely a good start. If you're at the point where you want the insight, the truth that will heal that illness, I would say the fastest way is to come and talk to us, is to come onto our website at allknowingdiary.com, come to one of our workshops or book a session with one of us, and we can tune in using our whole brain. We're actually all connected. We can use it like a wireless internet. We can talk to the body uh, and, and bring up why that's there. Tammy, I've got another quick story to share on that. Do we have time or we... Yeah, we have another, we have like five minutes. So I think we do. Yes, I want to oh, hear. Oh, great. <laughs> great. 
I had a phone call from uh, uh, someone who'd been to one of our workshops on New Year's Eve. He rings me up and he, and he could barely talk. And he says to me, I'm in the emergency ward. I've got an inflamed gallbladder and I'm being prepped for surgery. They're about to remove it. Can you help me? And I said, sure, let me have a look. And in the whole brain space, it's, as I said, it's kind of like you know, plugging, uh, connecting computers together where we become like this wireless uh, antenna. And I said to him, let me tune in and I'll have it see what, what your body's saying. I connected in and his body said to me, his gallbladder said, I'm inflamed because he thinks he hates himself because of the type of parent that he's been. He's actually mm. holding hate, self-loathing, because he thinks he's been a terrible father. And that's just wow. where it was being stored in the body. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, okay, you've got two choices. I connected to his body and to his true self. And I said, true self, what does he need? And he said, oh, he's got two options. He can either spend 15 minutes with you and actually forgive himself, or mm-hmm. he can go under the knife into the surgery at the risk of dying during the operation. Uh, it's up to him. So I relayed this message to him. And I said, you have a choice. Which would you like? And, you know, funnily enough, Tammy, he actually paused to think about it, um, which was humorous to me. But anyway, um, he said, all right, let's go through this process. So connecting into him, I was able to bring to light what was the actual truth because that's just the belief, and the belief is the opposite. So anything causing illness or any of these things, it's not the truth. It's just what we think is the truth. Right, the right. trying to get rid of it. So I went through this process. Midway through this phone call, it was very funny, the surgeon comes in to take him to the operation, kicks the surgeon out of the room, and he says, I'm on a very important phone call, get out. Wow. I'm on the phone to Daniel here. I need to finish this phone call. <laughs> it's so hilarious. And at the end of the 15 minutes, all the pain has completely subsided. And he gets discharged from the hospital, goes home, no pain ever again. And he gets to keep I his call I love that story. And I think what you're saying, it's so profound and so true. I think any type of, of, of shame or guilt or judgment or fear, if we don't bring it up to the conscious level or, or, or heal it or forgive ourselves, I do a lot of self-forgiveness with myself, with my clients to, to kind of clear that stuff out. And as we do, it seems our physical health becomes more vibrant. The weight starts to naturally and easily fall off. Um, the, the, the chronic pain lifts. So I love that story. And I just think it was such a profound thing for him to do because so many of us give such power to medical professionals, in particular surgeons. And in that moment, yeah. it was pretty cool. His soul chose you. Yeah, it, look, he had re- he's really come a big way. You know, he was brought up into a Jewish, Jewish family and he was very much um, in that religion. So he'd come such a big way to start actually listening to his higher self and, and to come to our programs, that was a very big step for him. But, you know, Tammy, as I said, the human body will thrive in conditions of truth and self-belief, and it will live a very long time in a very, very healthy way. But whilst we're dragging around all this resentment, the self-hate, self-loathing, uh, self-rejections, we're dragging them around, the body's going, hey, I, I just can't function under these conditions. Something needs to shift. 
That's so profound. And I know for me, a lot of my intention in my work is just to bring love and compassion to myself, to the things I know I need, to the things I don't need, and to everyone I meet. Because the truest truth, if we said yes to this human experience, this isn't, this isn't always easy, no matter what. You know, yeah. we, it, if we can love ourselves and have compassion for ourselves, I think that can just lift and shift and shift, change, transform, and, and bring us into a new realm without a lot of hard work and beating our head against the wall. Well, you know, again, the ego tricks us into thinking that if you look, if you actually take the time to look at this stuff, your past and things that have happened to you, it will kill you. We, we, that's what the ego says. This will kill you if you look at it. Yes. And again, the ego being the opposite, the truth is it very well might kill you if you don't look at it. You know, the image that comes forward for me is opening the Pandora's box. And the ego's like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, but the soul's like, yes, you truth. do, because then you clear out all the stuff, the worms, bats, and stinky stuff. And then we get to the bottom of the treasure chest. There's this, there's a huge hope diamond that was always there that we would never yeah. find if we don't have the courage to, to do this clearing, to do this healing. And, and you know what I find with so many people is the reason the, we get convinced that the ego is right is because those things that we're afraid to look at, we're actually afraid that it's the truth about us. We're actually afraid that it's true, true that I'm a I'm a yeah. fraud. It's the truth that I'm a fraud. It's the truth that I'm a horrible person. But it's yes. not. People are afraid of looking at that because they think that's what they'll find. But if you go deep enough, if you have the courage, you're going to find that you are the child in whom God is well pleased. You are the hope diamond. Right. Daniel, this was amazing. This was uh, so much you. fun. I've gotten so much value from our time together, and I know our listeners have as well. So if you want more, Daniel, go to the All Knowing Diary. Is that right? Is that your website, Daniel? Yes, allknowingdiary.com and jump onto our Facebook. Come and say hello. Awesome. And I would love to hear from you as well. TammyBPhD.com. Write to me with thoughts, questions, ideas, inspirations, revelations. I would love to hear from you. So take care of yourself. And from Daniel and me, our hearts to yours, trust the wisdom within. Journey to Center. God bless. Bye for now.